Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Hello and welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken Karens. Welcome to the pilot episode, season one, episode one. This is where it all starts. Today's pod is simply called Introductions. On the first episode, I'm just going to introduce myself, give you my background, who I am, where I'm from, and how I ended up here doing a sports card podcast. Going back to my career, I retired in 2020 after teaching computer repair, A-plus certification, and Java programming for 28 years in a maximum security prison. Yes, you heard that correctly. I taught inmates in a maximum security prison. Rewarding? Yes. Interesting? Very interesting. Never a dull moment in the prison. I've also owned and operated a computer business for the last 20 years, which I still call my day job. I, like most people in the hobby, have been collecting most of my life. I'm what you would call a chronic collector. Started collecting hockey cards at a very young age. Uh, my family was from Canada. I was the first born here in the United States. Uh, we were a big hockey family. So there was a lot of packs of cards bought, ripped open, more for the gum, I think, than, than the cards themselves. And, and Lord knows where all those cards ended up. Um, in the late 80s, I started collecting football. In the early 90s, I started collecting hockey again. I collected Hess trucks. In 94, Disney was coming out with uh, their first animated movie. I started collecting uh, Toy Story toys. Uh, in 96, it was Beanie Babies. In 99, it was Pokemon. So if you haven't figured out the pattern by now, I'll break it down. 80s and 90s football. 80s football, 90s hockey was all junk wax. I still have them. It's still junk. I still have all the Toy Story toys, which have held a lot of value, especially the original Thinkway toys uh, before Mattel took over. Uh, but I still, I still own all those and Hopefully someday they'll pop. Uh, the Hess trucks, gone, sold those. Beanie Babies, I still have them all from the retired all the way up to Princess Di. Uh, and at the time, Pokemon was a bust too. Uh, with a young family, I figured it was time to stop wasting money. I've always had the collector mind and the passion, but just not the right products. So in the early 2000s, I decided to start putting my money in solid, safe investments with great returns. Smart decision of my young life. So we'll fast forward now to 2019. I'm looking forward to retirement and deciding what I'm going to do. I really had no hobbies. The only hobby I had was uh, I'd go to the, uh, the, the casino here in Connecticut once a month. So I decided, you know what? I needed a different hobby. A lot of people I knew played golf. And I said, hey, I'm going to give that a try. Uh, so 
my first year of golf probably went about as good as my early days of collecting. But you know what? I was having fun and I stuck with it. So the following year, I was invited to play golf on a weekly basis with uh, somebody I, I used to work with. I ran into him, told him I started playing golf. And he said, hey, come play. We got a group. We need a fourth. I said, sure, I'll come play. So one day after golf, one of the guys, you know, who who was there was always talking about this huge vintage baseball collection he had and, and, and the values of all these different cards and and. You know, I just asked him about, you know, how he knew, you know, what he was doing, you know, what he was doing in the hobby. And and even though he had all these vintage cards, his kind of his prized possession and what he was really most interested in at this time were was wax that he was buying cases of wax and just putting them away. Said he had these boxes of cards going back to 2012. Uh, and, and then you started telling me some of these boxes are worth like five, six thousand dollars. I'm like, come on, how could that be? I mean, these cards cost, you know, $30, $40, $50 a box. And he said, yeah, it just depends on, you know, who's in the box. So I asked him, you know, what, what boxes are you currently buying now? There's my, you know, my collector mind saying, hey, maybe I'll buy some boxes and put them in my closet. Um, so at the time he was buying these baseball, these these Target Megas. And full, full disclosure, I, I've never watched a professional baseball game in my life. Never. As a kid, I played baseball. But when I got older, I had no interest in watching baseball. You know, I had no idea who was who and, who, you know, what any players are. They, you know, there were a handful of you know, players I knew. But for the most part, I had no idea anything, you know, baseball. So, of course, that was also the beginning of the pandemic. We we're all stuck in the house. And I said, you know what? Maybe this might not be such a bad idea if I like like. You know, when you forward looking, when you collect, when you collect a sport like football, I'm a Chiefs fan. So, you know, I want to collect every single Chief, Chief card, all the players on the team. And even though those cards are not going to pay off, but there's just something about having them all. So I thought, hey, maybe with baseball, if I didn't know who anybody was, you know, maybe maybe this might might be better, you know, if I'm just looking for certain people and just boxing everybody else up, you know, so, so that year, you know, I started buying and you couldn't find any of these, any of these boxes at Target. Um, during the pandemic, they stopped putting things on the shelves. So it was all through eBay and online and marketplace. And, and uh, he gave me a few, few, you know, tips, you know, on eBay, everybody was selling those boxes at like $40. But if you went on Marketplace locally, people who had them, they would sell them for $30, $35. So, you know, I, I jumped in both feet. I started buying 10, 10 boxes at a time and we started opening them up, you know, getting all the uh, looking for the refractors, looking for the autographs, looking for the number, the colored cards, all those things. And all the first Bowmans, you know, literally I just asked him, what do I do? He said, just keep sleeving them, top loading them and put them away. You know, we won't know if any of those players are going to be worth anything for another few years. So I said, okay, fine. Um, I, I, I kind of started going down the rabbit hole. Uh, I was really excited when I found out that there were jumbo hobby boxes that contained five autos. I'm like, here's a home run. It was like a winning lottery ticket. I'm like, yes, please give me a couple more of those. Because of course it was just, 
it, it was just the chase to get just to open a box. I had no idea the autographs who I was getting. It was just to get them. And hopefully somebody was going to pay off down the road. You know, eventually I figured out and through conversation that, you know, it was like every other hobby box. You get one or two really good players and everybody else is a is a pitcher. And most pitchers aren't really worth anything in those boxes. But, hey, I boxed them all up. Uh, so that year I was ripping ripping wax from May to August, sleeving, top loading, everything, boxing them all up and putting them away in the closet. So 2021, I was ready when it came around the spring of 2021. And I did nothing with with cards. I only did that baseball because really that's all I kind of knew. And now as part of the industry, I really wasn't a collector at the time. I was just buying cards and opening them up. I didn't really know much more about the industry. When football season came, I was uh, I played fantasy football. I'm, I'm what you'd call uh, a self-proclaimed fantasy football guru. Um, and, and I enjoyed it. And I put a lot of time into fantasy football. Uh, but the next spring, you know, Super Bowl came and went. And in the winter, in the next spring, 2021, I was ready. I had my Target Red card. Uh, I was all ready to buy these boxes online. Uh, I also had three or four family members, you know, already when these, you know, when they dropped these boxes on a Tuesday or a Wednesday morning, I was buying, I think we were able to get Five, six, maybe six at a time. So I just ended up like any Tuesday or Wednesday or third, whatever they dropped each week, I could end up with 18 boxes and just, you know, waiting for them to come, opening them all up. So that July uh, in 2021, that was the game changer for me. Um, I received a text message from a friend I used to work with at the prison. And I also participated in his fantasy football league. Uh, and it was five words that really changed my hobby life. The text read, do you collect sports cards? And I said, well, thought to myself, I mean, I have all these boxes of baseball cards. I've got all these hockey, junk wax hockey cards from the 90s. Of course I collect cards. I'm a collector. Why? I said, yeah, why? No, my phone immediately rang. It was my good friend, Rob, who a lot of you know on Instagram as sports card therapist, uh, asking me if I would be interested to go to nationals in Chicago with him. I didn't go to him with nationals, but we spoke almost daily after that. As I started buying cards from other sports, he just got me so interested. You know, I was on eBay, I was on marketplace, um, you know, buying single cards, buying some boxes of cards. Uh, I, I even, even though he told me, don't ever get involved in the breaks. Uh, I even got involved in a break and a few online breaks. So football, I knew all the players I knew. I knew the young draft picks. I knew, you know, who would be popular. He was schooling me a little bit. Hey, it's, you know, the QBs are the, are the way to go. Everybody else is small potatoes, but, you, you know, you can get a nice rookie QB. That was the way to go. So... The worst thing that could have happened to me happened. It was like my third or fourth break that I got involved in. It was online. And, and if you know football breaks, especially from this past year with all these rookie quarterbacks, you know, you, I mean, I guess people can't afford it because they do buy it, but I wasn't buying in to Patriots, Jaguars, Jets, San Fran, anyone with a rookie quarterback. 
you just you couldn't touch it. I mean, all the other teams would be under a hundred dollars, and these these teams could go up to four or five, six hundred dollars, especially you know on, on on a you know a good box of cars from Panini like Panini Black or Certified. Um, any of the teams that had rookie QBs were were out of my league. I I wasn't investing that much money into that, uh, but I was a Chiefs fan, so I started buying into the Chiefs, and I noticed that the Bucks, and I knew. At the time, Tom Brady cards were going for a decent amount of money. So I figured I'll take the two cheap ones. I took Chiefs and Bucks. And I was getting some cards and, you know, I was happy about it. But then I got in trouble. I got into a Panini Black. It was a half a case break. And I had the Chiefs. In the break, I end up getting a Panini Black, Patrick Mahomes, one of 10 on card auto smoke show signatures redemption at the time i didn't realize that redemption meant there's probably no freaking way you're ever going to see that card but in my mind i'm like i just ended up with like a four thousand dollar card it was like going to the casino and hitting hit hitting the side bet for for a chunk of change right and I'm like, I'm the break king. Let's keep doing this, right? Let's keep jumping in and get all that. I'll, I'll do this every time. And it didn't actually work out that way. <laughs> I did I did amass, amass a collection of cards that I was able to start start selling later on, but none, none as good as uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes on card auto. There were a couple other good cards I picked up in the break, but 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 nothing as great as that. But of course, you know, the bug is there. I got I got bit by it. You know, I I you go online and you 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 set on a break, and I don't care who you are, it's just like if you like to open up boxes of wax, if you open it up and you get you pull an auto or a one of ten or you pull something great out of there, I mean the excitement just keeps you going back. And I and I understand that. It's what kept me going to the casino all the time. Uh so you know. Again, talk to my guy, Rob. He says, you know what? You try selling the card online as a redemption, or you can just redeem it and hope for the best. So I put it online. I put it on eBay for a while. And there was one other one that sold for $3,500 or $3,600. So I figured, hey, I'll put mine up for the same thing. And nobody nobody bought on it. So I ended up just redeeming the card. It's been, I redeemed it, I think, in September so it's been that long. Here we are in March, and all I do is keep every 120 days telling them, yeah, I'm still waiting. I'd still like to see that card. So fast forward to September. Uh, I go to my first show in Long Island at Hofstra. I go with Rob, meet him. We go to the first show. Uh, I bought my first show card going, going at a show. Uh, I bought... Um, you know, bought some raw quarterback cards uh, that I ended up. Uh, one was a Justin Herbert, uh, a purple shock that I end up sending in for uh, uh, for grading, and it comes back a ten. Well, now, 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 I, now I'm the guru of of buying cards at a show. You know, so it's almost a perfect storm. A lot of good things happened to me in this, uh, you know, in this hobby in my early days. Uh, I, I did make mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but I'd like to highlight the, the good moments instead. Um, 
So by October, uh, Rob says to me, hey, you want to set up at a show? I said, sure, why not? So I've got myself one of those those nice display cases off of uh, Amazon. And uh, I set up at my first show and I sold one card because none of my cards at that time were graded. I, sh- I sold one card and everybody that came by said, oh, that's nice, but uh, I can't buy raw because I don't know how it's going to grade. So the next, I think I put my first order in for grading uh, was probably a week after that show. You know, put in, I think it was 55 cards I sent for grading. Uh, and and they all came back with really like nine or 10. I mean, most of those cards came from breaks that were like literally just pulled from the pack and sleeved up. So they were great cards to begin with. And, and, and you know, I guess I guess you could say the end is the rest is history right there. You know, as soon as as soon as I started selling at these shows, the next show we went to and I started selling cards, I, I really started to, the, the business is not hard to understand. I mean, if, if you like people uh, and you like to talk to people, the cards themselves will sell themselves. I mean, that's really what I found in this business. But I don't want to get too off track there. Um, so, I, you know. I couldn't have asked for a better friend, you know, for traveling to be the partner in the hobby, really just to be a hobby mentor. And I, and I know he wasn't in it that long either. So I think in a way he was able to mentor me and teach me of what, you know, what he knew. And I think since then we've taught each other, we've learned a lot, a lot along the way. We've made a lot of great friends along the way. Um, he coached me out of breaks, which uh, I want to say I still get involved in every now and then, just depending on, you know, what 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 the box is, what the sport is, and and you know what what my odds are. I I'm an odds guy. I can figure out pretty good odds if you know if I know the box. Oh, I mean, on any of these boxes, whenever before I ever buy into a break, I usually go to YouTube and I watch maybe like 15 or 20 of these boxes being opened to see what kind of cards, what comes out, what's the pattern. Um, are they crappy boxes? Are they good boxes? Or, you know, is it is it one out of every eight? It's got fire and the rest of them are just junk. So I, I kind of figure that out and I figure my odds and I and I get to know which box is pretty consistent. Um, and I may just buy the boxes myself and open them, just buy a box and open it myself versus getting on a break. Um, but he was able to school me a little bit on, you know, using my money a little smarter. So instead of buying, you know, five boxes of something, you know, take that money and go buy the card that you're chasing in that box. If it's, if you can find it at a show or on eBay and it's, you know, it's money, money better spent because you could buy 50 boxes of something and never get the card you're chasing. So uh, sometimes I get really lucky and, you know, sometimes I don't, but it's definitely, you know, it was good advice. Uh, and, and really was giving me advice on just who to buy, what kind of cards, what cards were liquid, you know, what would help me in this hobby? What, what cards are going to sell at a show? If I want to trade up, what kind of cards do I need? Um, so as I close out this first episode, uh, I, I guess what I really want you to know is this is not going to be your typical sports card podcast. Um, as you can tell right now, I'm very young in this business. There's a lot of people out there that know a lot more than I do, you know, about this hobby. Uh, and, and the description itself is sports card lessons, but I'm not here to teach you about the hobby. 
But as a teacher, all those years, I always looked at my everyday life to find teachable moments to bring to a classroom. And anything that I felt was a teachable moment, I would figure out how to turn it into a lesson and bring it in. And, and especially, you know, teaching in a prison, I'm teaching my students are, you know, aren't out in the street. They're not out in the world. They're, you know, they're a captive audience, you know, inside a building that never leave, no social media. I mean, all they have are TVs. So I tried to bring as many life lessons and, and things I've learned. I tried to bring to them um, here. I'm hoping to bring teachable, happy moments, you know, things that things that I've learned, mistakes that I've made. I do a lot of shows, any deals that I do at a show, things that work out for me, things that don't work out for me. Uh, I'm hoping to have some great guests on, you know, after a few episodes, once we get going, I'm, I, I've got some good guests lined up. I'm going to bring them on and let them share their their hobby expertise as well, expertise as well. Um, the next episode, I want to break down what IPC, what's in my cases, what's on my table at the shows and, and a recap, uh, I'm doing literally, I'm doing shows almost every weekend, uh, at least minimum twice a month I'm doing shows. Uh, so I just hope to bring that information, things that I learn weekly, monthly, things I learn in the hobby and bring them to you. Uh, each week, on a close with a life lesson, something I've learned along the way, you know, that I, I, I'm going to connect it to the hobby. But, you know, it, it, it's always been a life lesson when you know, my kids were young because I was a teacher. Anything that I felt was a teachable moment, I used to say to my kids, hey, this is a life lesson. Pay attention to this for a minute. Uh, and, and, and I think they I've given them such good information that they've used in their life and they're adults now. Um, so today, today's life lesson is a real easy one. You're never too old to try something new. Uh, I picked up this hobby after I retired. Uh, and, and a lot of the people on the hobby are younger and I understand that, but I do want to say in this short time in the hobby, I've met so many great people that I talk with weekly about cards and upcoming shows, uh, people that I people that I set up with at shows and people that I just meet at shows. And everyone is so welcoming. There's there's no age barrier in, in this hobby. I go to the shows, there's a lot of younger kids that I talk to really on a weekly basis. And, and there's really no age barrier. And that to me is just unbelievable because no matter usually in life, no matter where you go, there's always an age barrier. Uh, and, and everybody, everybody in this hobby has been welcoming. I, I haven't met anybody in this hobby that is, has been negative, uh, in any way. Um, so that's today. I'm going to wrap this one up. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. If you have comments, questions, or even suggestions for a show topic, or just want to reach out, hit me up on social media. If you're on YouTube, comment below. If you're on Instagram, uh, at sportscard underscore lessons or email sportscardlessons at gmail.com. Thank everyone for listening. Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Mm -hmm.